In this episode, I want to talk about Samhain and El Dia de los Muertos. Initially, I was just going to discuss Samhain, but I realized that there were lots of other traditions and holidays that were closely related to our Halloween holiday that we celebrate here in the U.S. And obviously, the origins of Halloween are rooted in Samhain, but as cultures shared ideas and belief systems, certain traditions seem to overlap among cultures, so there was definitely a relationship between Samhain, Halloween, and El Dia de los Muertos, and that's something that I want to get into in this episode. Samhain is a pagan religious festival that originated from an ancient Celtic spiritual tradition. In modern times, Samhain is usually celebrated from October 31st to November 1st, and it's celebrated in order to welcome in the harvest and to usher in the dark half of the year. People who celebrate Samhain believe that the barriers between the physical world and the spirit world break down during Samhain, and that allows more interaction between humans and the denizens of the other world. Ancient Celts marked Samhain as the most significant of the four quarterly fire festivals, and it took place at the midpoint between the fall equinox and the winter solstice. During this time of year, hearth fires in family homes were left to burn out while the harvest was gathered. After the harvest work was complete, celebrants joined with druid priests to light a community fire using a wheel that would cause friction and spark flames. The wheel was considered a representation of the sun and used along with prayers. Cattle were sacrificed and participants took a flame from the communal bonfire back to their home to relight their hearth. Early texts present Samhain as a mandatory celebration that lasted three days and three nights and the community was required to show themselves to the local kings or chieftains. Failure to participate in Samhain was believed to result in punishment from the gods and that usually came in the form of illness or death. There was also a military aspect to Samhain in Ireland. So in Ireland, holiday thrones were prepared for commanders of soldiers. Anyone who committed a crime or used their weapon during the celebration faced a death sentence. Some documents mention six days of drinking alcohol to excess, usually mead or beer, along with gluttonous feasts. There were also Samhain monsters. Because the Celts believed that the barrier between the worlds was breachable during Samhain, they prepared offerings that were left outside villages and fields for fairies or sids. It was expected that ancestors might cross over during this time as well, and Celts would dress as animals and monsters so that fairies were not tempted to kidnap them. Some specific monsters were associated with the mythology surrounding Samhain, including a shape-shifting creature called a puka that receives harvest offerings from the field. The Lady Gwyn is a headless woman dressed in white who chases night wanderers and was accompanied by a black pig. The Dullahan sometimes appeared as impish creatures, sometimes headless men on horses who carried their heads. They rode flame-eyed horses and their appearance was a death omen to anyone who encountered them. A group of hunters known as the Fairy Host might also haunt Samhain and kidnap people. Similar are the Sluag, 
who would come from the West to enter houses and steal souls. One of the most popular Samhain stories told during the festival was of the Second Battle of Mag Turid, which portrays the final conflict between the Celtic pantheon known as the Tuatha de Danann and evil oppressors known as the Fomor. The myths state that the battle unfolded over the period of Samhain. One of the most famous Samhain-related stories is The Adventures of Nera, in which the hero Nera encounters a corpse and fairies and enters into the other world. As the Middle Ages progressed, so did the celebrations of the fire festivals. A lot of people burned bonfires, which they obviously burned closer to their farms. They did this as a way of having personal Samhain fires, and this tradition purportedly protected the families from fairies and witches. Carved turnips called jack-o'-lanterns began to appear attached by strings to sticks and embedded with coal. Later, Irish tradition switched to pumpkins. In Wales, men tossed burning wood at each other in violent games to set off fireworks. In northern England, men paraded with noisemakers. The tradition of the dumb supper began during this time, in which food was consumed by celebrants but only after inviting ancestors to join in on the feast. And this gave the families a chance to interact with the spirits until they left following dinner. Children would play games to entertain the dead while a adults would update the dead on the past year's news. That night, doors and windows might be left open for the dead to come in and eat cakes that had been left for them. As Christianity gained a foothold in pagan communities, church leaders attempted to reframe Samhain as a Christian celebration. The first attempt was by Pope Boniface in the 5th century. He moved the celebration to May 13th and specified it as a day celebrating saints and martyrs. The fire festivals of October and November, however, did not end with this decree. In the 9th century, Pope Gregory moved the celebration back to the time of the fire festivals but declared it All Saints Day on November 1st. All Souls Day would follow on November 2nd. So neither of these new Christian holidays did away with the pagan aspect of the celebration. October 31st became known as All Hallows Eve or Halloween and contained much of the traditional pagan practices. In the 19th century, Irish immigrants brought their tradition of celebrating Samhain or Halloween to America. Trick-or-treating is said to have been derived from ancient Irish and Scottish practices in the nights leading up to Samhain. In Ireland, mumming was the practice of putting on costumes, going door to door, and singing songs to the dead. Cakes were given as payment. Halloween pranks also have a tradition in Samhain, though in ancient celebration, tricks were typically blamed on fairies. A broad revival of Samhain resembling its traditional pagan form began in the 1980s with the growing popularity of the new religion called Wicca. Wicca celebrations of Samhain take on many forms from the traditional fire ceremonies to celebrations that embrace many aspects of modern Halloween as well as activities related to honoring nature or ancestors. Wiccans look at Samhain as the passing of the year and incorporate common Wiccan traditions into the celebration. In the Druid tradition, Samhain celebrates the dead with a festival on October 31st and usually features a bonfire and communion with the dead. American pagans often hold music and dance celebrations called witches' balls in proximity to Samhain. Pagans who embrace Celtic traditions with the intent of reintroducing them faithfully into modern paganism are called Celtic Reconstructionists. In this tradition, Samhain is called 
Oiche Samna, and it celebrates the mating between Tuatha de Danan gods named Dagda and River Unis. Celtic reconstructionists celebrate by placing juniper decorations around their home and creating an altar for the dead where a feast is held in honor of deceased loved ones. So there's a little history on Samhain from History.com, and that sort of explains how Samhain is the predecessor of the holiday that we more commonly celebrate called Halloween. It seems that Halloween is now more of just a commercialized holiday where we just dress up and it's all about costumes and candy, but you can see that there's some history there that's rooted in spirituality, which I think is interesting. Next, I want to talk about how Samhain is related to Dia de los Muertos and All Saints Day. The Day of the Dead, El Dia de los Muertos, is a Mexican holiday where families welcome back the souls of their deceased relatives for a brief reunion that includes food, drink, and celebration. A blend of Mesoamerican ritual, European religion, and Spanish culture, the holiday is celebrated each year from October 31st to November 2nd, while October 31st is Halloween, November 1st is El Dia de los Inocentes, or the Day of the Children, and All Saints Day. November 2nd is All Souls Day, or the Day of the Dead. According to tradition, the gates of heaven are opened at midnight on October 31st, and the spirits of children can rejoin their families for 24 hours. The spirits of adults can do the same on November 2nd. The roots of the Day of the Dead, celebrated in contemporary Mexico, and among those of Mexican heritage in the United States and around the world, go back some 3,000 years to the rituals honoring the dead in pre-Columbian Mesoamerica. The Aztecs and other Nahua people living in what is now central Mexico held a cyclical view of the universe and saw death as an integral, ever-present part of life. Upon dying, a person was believed to travel to Chicuna Mictlan, the land of the dead, only after getting through nine challenging levels, a journey of several years, could the person's soul finally reach Mictlan, the final resting place. In Nahua rituals honoring the dead, traditionally held in August, family members provided food, water, and tools to aid the deceased in this difficult journey. This inspired the contemporary Day of the Dead practice, in which people leave food or other offerings on their loved ones' graves or set them out on makeshift altars called ofrendas in their homes. Day of the Dead versus All Souls Day In ancient Europe, Pagan celebrations of the dead also took place in the fall and consisted of bonfires, dancing, and feasting. Some of these customs survived even after the rise of the Roman Catholic Church, which unofficially adopted them into their celebrations of two minor Catholic holidays, All Saints Day and All Souls Day, celebrated on the first two days of November. In medieval Spain, people would bring wine and pan de animas, or spirit bread, to the graves of their loved ones on All Souls Souls Day. They would also cover graves with flowers and light candles to illuminate the dead souls way back to their homes on earth. In the 16th century, Spanish conquistadores brought such traditions with them to the New World along with a darker view of death influenced by the devastation of the bubonic plague. El Dia de los Muertos is not, as is commonly thought, a Mexican version of Halloween, though the two holidays do share some traditions, including costumes and parades 
great. On the Day of the Dead, it's believed that the border between the spirit world and the real world dissolve. During this brief period, the souls of the dead awaken and return to the living world to feast, drink, dance, and play music with their loved ones. In turn, the living family members treat the deceased as honored guests in their celebrations and leave the deceased's favorite foods and other offerings at grave sites or on the ofrendas built in their homes. Ofrendas can be decorated with candles, bright marigolds called sempasuchu, and red coxcombs alongside food like stacks of tortillas and fruit. The most prominent symbols related to the Day of the Dead are calacas, or skeletons, and calaveras, or skulls. In the early 20th century, the printer and cartoonist José Guadalupe Posada incorporated skeletal figures in his art mocking politicians and commenting on revolutionary politics. His most well-known work, La Calavera Catrina, or Elegant Skull, features a female skeleton adorned with makeup and dressed in fancy Fancy clothes. The 1910 etching was intended as a statement about Mexicans adopting European fashions over their own heritage and traditions. La Calavera Catrina was then adopted as one of the most recognizable Day of the Dead icons. During contemporary Day of the Dead festivities, people commonly wear skull masks and eat sugary candy molded into the shapes of skulls. The pan de animas of All Souls Day rituals in Spain is reflected in pan de muerto, the traditional sweet baked good of the Day of the Dead celebrations today. Other food and drink associated with the holiday but consumed year-round as well include spicy dark chocolate and the corn-based liquor called atol. You can wish someone a happy Day of the Dead by saying Feliz Dia de los Muertos. Traditionally, the Day of the Dead was celebrated largely in the more rural, indigenous areas of Mexico, but starting in the 1980s, it began spreading into the cities. UNESCO reflected growing awareness of the holiday in 2008 when it added Mexico's indigenous festivities dedicated to the dead to its list of intangible cultural heritage of humanity. In recent years, the tradition has developed even more due to its visibility in pop culture and its growing popularity in the United States. Inspired by the 2015 James Bond movie Spectre, which featured a large Day of the Dead parade, Mexico City held its first ever parade for the holiday in 2016. In 2017, a number of major U.S. cities including Chicago, Los Angeles, San Antonio, and Fort Lauderdale held Day of the Dead parades. That November, Disney and Pixar released the blockbuster animated hit Coco, which was a $175 million homage to the Mexican tradition in which a young boy is transported to the land of the dead and meets up with his long-lost ancestors. Though the particular custom and scale of the Day of the Dead celebrations continue to evolve, the heart of the holiday has remained the same over thousands of years. It's an occasion for remembering and celebrating those who have passed on from this world, while at the same time portraying death in a more positive light as a natural part of the human experience. After reading about the history of Samhain, Halloween, and El Día de los Muertos, it makes me think about other traditions in other cultures where where you take time to honor ancestors or think about people who have passed on. 
In my next episode, I am going to take you on a little culture trip around the world, and we're going to do a little overview of 10 ways to honor the dead around the world. One thing that I've noticed is that these rituals to honor the dead seem to be tied with harvest festivals, so it seems like lots of different cultures around the world, prior to becoming the kind of modern society that we have today, people were much more like land-based and, you know, we went from being hunter-gatherers to being more like farmers and in those agrarian societies people seemed to give thanks to ancestors and to spirits of nature for their abundant harvest. It seems to be a common theme that we have festivals and rituals where we honor our ancestors and honor the dead around the same time that we are giving thanks for our bountiful harvest. So that's something that I'm going to talk about in the next episode. Thank you so so much for listening.